0: The injury to start, the fumble in the snow, the Patriot era has begun. All roads lead to Foxborough. Brady to Moss, Brady to Cronk, Bill and Tom, right on the button with that one. Back to back, 16 and 0, the National Football League was the Tommy Show. The hair, the wife, the American dream of a quarterback life. The Mannings, the helmet catch, the Philly special, the flight gate. It's the toughest moments that motivate the greats. We loved the competitor, the leadership, and the dog. The guy who worked in rain, hail, sunshine, and fog. He never missed a meeting, a practice, or a route. He truly was at his best when the lights were out. Seven Lombardies, and as of today, that's all she wrote. Thank you, Tom Brady. Pick 199. You are the GOAT. Let's go! Welcome into the pod. Cato Sports, Thursday, second of Feb. I'm
1: pumped up. Huge show. Tom Brady's retired. I mean, he was emotional this morning. We all watched the video. The greatest of all time hangs up the boots for the second time. The Jets fans are cracking the champagne. They are celebrating. Finally, Tom Brady is done. He is out of the league. 25 years the most accomplished player of all time even in his in his last season he had the most completions of any player in the league it just just an incredible career and i mean what a what a footballing life so much to come on the show today uh, uh it, Sean Payton gets a job at the Denver Broncos huge news the NFC south now has Zero franchise quarterbacks. Uh, I I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be a massive, massive, massive trade period and draft period. That Bears number one pick is just looking so juicy to so many teams. Darcy Moore, the new captain of Collingwood. Uh, you know, after after Collingwood had such a good season with such a young team, McRae just makes another great appointment, another great decision. Darcy Moore is an Awesome person, awesome character, awesome leader. Uh, Collingwood are just in for an, another unbelievable season as all their young players just get even better, and they just keep on getting more dominant. I think they are going to really challenge Geelong's and the Sydneys and the Brisbans this year. So well done, Darcy Moore. That's that's awesome. LeBron is closing in on Kareem's what was thought to be unbeatable record. It was. It was. It was. Eight years after Kareem took over from Wilt Chamberlain is when he finished his career. Eight years. It was it was meant to never get touched. It was a record that was never going to get surpassed. And next week LeBron is going to he's gonna do it. And so I, I will talk about LeBron and the Lakers and all of that next week a lot more. Uh, Super Bowl around the corner. We can't be any more pumped and psyched for that. I'll talk heaps of Super Bowl next week. I'm going to preview uh, the first of the 18 teams of the AFL today. I'm going to do the Adelaide Crows. and I'm going to do a just a, a list analysis, where they have been, where they are, where they're going uh, later today. But I do want to kick off today with a little bit about fantasy football in the AFL and, and, and kind of around the world. So... Around about this time every year, people start dusting off those old super coach groups. You know, the same kind of guys come out of the woodwork and, you know, we're playing kind of the same product and the same game that that we've been playing for the last kind of 10 years and, you know, everyone knows the strategy. It's rookies and guns and, you know, you kind of go into it and you can't really pick your team until, you know, the week before the, the season starts because... Oh, uh, we don't know which rookies are, are gonna be playing and not, so you can't really put in a structure if you don't know who your rookies are. So, you know, everyone kind of rolls in and you know, I I I think it's just getting boring. It's it's just it's actually just getting boring. It's the same thing with the same guys. It starts in February, it kind of culminates in in in, in August and, and I I don't know why it's boring, because as someone that plays NFL and NBA fantasy and it being so unbelievably electric, I just didn't understand why we at this point where Supercoach Classic is just, you know, kind of, you know, every season's kind of the same. So I just wanted to go into it a little bit and, and go over a few things. So just a little bit of history. 2001 Dream Team came out and I think at the time, I know because my older brothers played. Uh, it was it was electric. Everyone was in on fantasy sports. It was the first time we'd done it for AFL. It was a raw product, you know, kick three points, handball two points. Uh, lots of people jumped on board. Five years later, Supercoach comes out, a new way of scoring, a more efficient way of scoring, a more how you're actually impacting the game is going to affect your score, which was. Completely revolutionised the game of of AFL fantasy, and it took off. It completely took off. By two thousand and ten, Supercoach had four hundred thousand people sign up to play. Four hundred thousand, and in two thousand and twenty one, there were one hundred and seventy thousand people listed to play. So some something happened from two thousand and ten with four hundred thousand people. To 2021, eleven years later, they lost 230,000 players, applicants. People just don't want to play anymore. And, and I had to figure out what it is, and so I, I, I had to look around and I looked at why do I like NFL? What What is it about the NFL and NFL fantasy that I like? And and some of my research has just made me. It's blown my mind. The NFL fantasy market is worth $70 billion. $70 billion. That is more than all their ticket sales, merchandising and TV rights combined. It's unbelievable. $70 billion market and it's bigger than every ticket they sell to every game, every jersey they sell and every piece of, you know, fun, family equipment and the TV rights deal. It's bigger than all of those. And, and and why is it? Because of a thing called dynasty. The NFL fantasy product is a 24-7, 365 product. It does not stop. People do not switch it off. In, in two weeks, we've got the Super Bowl coming up, and people's attention after that will immediately switch to coaching hires Offensive coordinator hires, defensive coordinator hires, free agency, trade. We've got people looking at the Shrine Bowl, we've got people looking at the Senior Bowl, we've got the NFL Combine coming up, which is a whole weekend event. Then we've got the NFL draft, which is one of the biggest events in, in, for a whole city, maybe in 10, 20 years. They have thousands of people come all across the state to a city for a for a draft. To just to watch people get picked. It, it, it's crazy. I, I've got buddies who who are messaging me saying, "Hey man, I need to know what you're doing with your 2025 NFL fantasy draft pick." It, it's just you look at the whole thing as a as a market and go, "What is going on here?" and and what it is is people actually care. People care. Everyone is their own GM. Everyone owns their own players and has their own connection to those players who go out there and perform with them. It provides a social element. You hang out with your buddies. You have online chats and online groups. You spend money and time on Going after content that's going to make your team better, you're searching up on TikTok your players, you're searching up YouTube, how you guys went in college, you're watching tape, you know, you're, you're buying fantasy cards, you're listening to podcasts. It is a such an involved and and caring environment. And it really sucks people in. And it's this product that that people generally want to work on and, and listen to every single day of the year in in twenty twenty three young people don't switch off their phones they they just don't no one turns their phone off so why would you not have a product that runs every day of the year non stop this this idea that for Supercoach in in australia and 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 fantasy in australia uh, between you know august And February, there's just nothing. People don't do anything, they don't touch it, they don't look at it, there's nothing. It just dumbfounds me. I, I don't understand why the AFL itself, who owns AFL Fantasy and Supercoach, who's owned by News Corp., haven't provided major promotion of their platforms, developed platforms that are customizable for fans so that people can play all the time and they're always interested and so that the game is developed so that everyone has their individual players opening up that pool. The AFL has 800 players and in Supercoach every year, it's the same 20 guys that are getting picked and some rookies. Open it up, provide a dynasty platform and promote it, get it out there. Make some, you will make so much money. It is such a valuable monetized Product. The AFL will not have to have these arguments between them and the Tasmanian government over, oh, we don't want to pay for a stadium because, you know, it needs to be a precinct and we have to have a juice bar and a pizzeria there. They won't have to worry about that. They'll have so much money coming in because they have so many more people who are interested, more than just a oh, I go for this team. It's, no, I go for this team and this player and I want to go to this game and I'm going to get a KO subscription and I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to watch every game and I'm going to get to the game to go and see my players. It's a fully involved system. People will come from over... It's an international thing. People will play into uh, internationally and they'll come to Australia because they're big into fantasy and it really gets you into it. I've had so many buddies... Who wanted to get interested in the NBA and the NFL. And I said to them, the best thing for you to do is to play fantasy sports. Get in on it. Because when you get in it, you get get involved. You get encouraged. You you invest. You get enthusiastic. The AFL needs to make these decisions. Because at the moment, it is a very bland environment that has not been... It hasn't been innovated in a long time and they're losing customers on their platform. 230,000 people have left the platform in 10 years because they roll the same thing out and expect the same results. AFL, turn it up, fix it. I went onto the AFL uh, website just to to look at their fantasy and and, and figure out what was going on because I wasn't exactly sure what was going on and and why people weren't going going on and playing. On the, on the AFL homepage, they don't even have anywhere that says AFL fantasy. They have a box for women's AFL. They have a ad for Shell Fuel in a box that you can click. They have an, a, a, a box for Augmented Reality Hub. Who knows what that is? Who cares what Augmented Reality Hub is? I, I don't. Know, I don't see any Augmented Reality Hub stuff in, in in any other sport. It's. I don't know if it's popular. Does it? Is it? I don't know. I watch every sport in the world. I don't see any augmented reality stuff floating around, other than maybe Nickelodeon doing some, you know, splashing goo on the TV occasionally. Uh, they have one podcast that goes for thirteen minutes once a week with Damian Barrett. That's a selection. I mean, that's interesting. Not. I mean, it's just it just amazes me that you've got this product that is going to build your business exponentially. It's an exponential build, and they're not investing into it. So I had to get that off my chest. I just can't fathom going into another boring season of Supercoach with the same guys and the same players and no innovation. Billy Bean in Moneyball, the best line ever, adapt or die. And right now, Supercoach is dying. Okay. I want to get into my first team review. So uh, Adelaide Crows. They haven't had a good five years. It's been a really, really tough, hard slog for them. Their last five-year finishes is 14th, 15th, 18th, 11th, and 12th. They haven't had more than 12 wins in a year. And under this coach, Matty Nix, his winning percentage is is 25%, which is the worst in the league. He's he's really not shown up to, to date. But I don't think that means that they're, they're, they're in hot water right now. This is definitely a prove-it season for Maddie Nicks. But I watched a bit of their game tape from last year just to kind of familiarize myself with what they're actually trying to do. And I think they do actually have the right game plan. They might not have the right pieces right now. And it might just not be fine-tuned enough. But they do have a game style that they're, they're trying to work on. They, they finished last year. They actually won three of their last four. They lost to Port in the last game in a showdown and got smacked. And I think that was their worst performance for the year because to win the three games that they won before that against West Coast, North and and Carlton, the Carlton being their biggest scalp of the season, if they'd finished the season with a, with a real win against Port, I think it would have really pro- propelled their momentum into this next season. But obviously it wasn't to be. I think the crows are at their best and their game style looks their best when the ball is 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 in chaos. They are a bit of a chaos team. They've got a lot of quick, small players who are really electric at, at moving up and down the ground and getting into the right spots when the ball gets moved forward quickly. They they do pounce on it, their wingers run hard, their half-forward flanks are elusive and they and they move well. That's the type of game style they're looking for. And, and and with the forward line that they've got going into this season of Fogarty, Rochelle, Rankin, Philfort, there's going to be so much class there. There's going to be Taylor Walker. There's going to be class and leadership. If they can get the ball in there enough, they really will, I think, have a really good season. Now, if they get the ball in there is a question because I think with the midfield that's looking like Riley O'Brien in, in the ruck, and, you know, an injury prone Sloan, you know, uh, Saligo, and Lead is obviously a consistent player, and, and he is one of their best, but they don't really have that class and the big bodies around the midfield that I think some of their uh, some of the other teams in the league that are going to probably show up inside the eight have. And then in their back line, I think they've got a young Geordie Butts who's who's solid and, and Duda is a nice leader down there but outside of that you know it's more the kind of Brody Smiths and the Geordie Dawsons who aren't exactly those kind of lockdown defenders and I think they will get exposed in their, in their back line quite a bit this year but I think they've, they've got the right players I, I love that the last two seasons they've gone and got Dawson and Rankin who are A, a, a grade guys, they've gone and got two A grade guys and put them in their team This will, I I hopefully build that group up and, and they, you know, maybe a sneaky chance for the eight. I don't at the moment have them as, as an eight team at the moment. I just think that they're going to be a bit weak inside those one on ones inside defense and maybe just a little bit not as clean with the ball as, as they hopefully will be in the, in the coming years when they go after some midfielders and, and build up that core. I like some of their young guys. I mean, I think that the McHenrys and the Schoenbergs, Lockie Scholl, these are young guys who, when they put on a bit of size and they just, you know, work on that control of the footy and making sure they're not turning the ball over as much, that's when the team's going to flip. It might happen this year. It might be a second half of the year thing where they really explode out at the second half of the year. Um, I'm excited. I probably have them coming in at around about eight. Uh, not eight to nine to ten, maybe not eight pushing eight, but uh, maybe just missing the eight. Uh, but I think it's exciting things considering how bad they've been over the last five years. Uh, my player that's going to break out for them, Fogarty. Uh, 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 I really think that Fogarty is an absolute bull. At the end of last year, he really showed up inside forward 50. He is a, he's the most accurate kick for goal in the league. And in the modern game, if you're missing shots on goal, you're, all it is is just turning it over. You're just turning it over to the other team. And Fogarty just, he puts them through. He's got good hands. He's using his body more. He's worked with Walker, obviously. And and that combination of Walker and Philthorpe and and Fogarty is really going to come into its own in the next couple of years. And I think Fogarty's the one that's going to really show out this year. I think Crows fans are hoping that Philthorpe does. Maybe a year early for him. He might need one more year to get that consistency to, you know, take six to eight marks a game and kick three, two, three goals a game like Tom Hawkins does, like Jeremy Cameron does, like Tom Lynch does. They're the types of guys that, you know, they don't really have those off games. They they They're always there. They're always out and about. They don't, have those five, six possession games. They're able to work up the ground a little bit and get involved, get back. And that that work rate inside 50 is what those guys have got to be looking at. And I think Tex has been, to start the season the last couple of years, he's been awesome and then maybe fallen off a little bit, but he'd be a really good mentor for them. So I'm excited about the Crows to come. It should be an awesome season. Uh, And yeah, I think hopefully... Uh, they're, they're knocking on the door for finals come come August and September. Guys, thanks for the podcast. Uh, that's all for today. I'm, I'm definitely going to touch on the head coaching situation in the NFL in the coming days. Uh, really important to look at that. I'm definitely going to talk a little bit le- about LeBron, and I'll continue my series of, of previewing all the teams in the AFL. Uh, again, Tom Brady, what an amazing career. You're just an, you just made football such a pivotal part of so many people's lives. There were so many moments, so well done. Congrats. Thanks for listening to the podcast today, guys. I will catch you next week.